Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. It's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, my friend Mike Edwards, founder and CEO of M3 Advisors Group. Mike, how are you today? I'm doing great. Well, thank you for having me uh, uh, down here, or I guess you'd say, or across the coast in Florida. Yeah, well, that's the awesome thing about about the internet is, you know, distance doesn't matter as much. And it's great to connect with you here today. We're seeing each other a few times a year now, which is fantastic. Yeah, I love it. So this episode is going to be dropping probably early on in the year. And so I'm going to paint you a picture and listeners, I'm painting you a picture too. And this might seem familiar to you. So you've just gotten through the year, you've gotten through the holidays, you've ended the year, you're starting a new year, but business hasn't slowed down one iota. Um, there are still a bunch of cases coming through the door. You're incredibly busy. You may be dealing with uh, team challenges coming off the holidays. Maybe not. There's maybe some things that you wanted to do personally, and maybe some things that you wanted to do professionally. That is, you were hanging out over the holidays and having a little, little bit of downtime. Maybe it occurred to you that, you know, I'd, I'd love to do that, but that's as far as it got. And then, you know, you dropped in on Monday after the holidays and boom, everything just, just hit full steam. Mike, tell us a little bit about and what the value is of taking some time now to think about the future. Great. Well, I'm going to fast forward to the very end comment because it's critical that all of our clients and, and leaders and the lawyers that are running these firms and the, 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 and the partnerships that they're in, they need to unplug. They need to take some time off for themselves and recharge their batteries. If they do it during the holidays, what they need to do is reflect. And I, I kind of like looking backwards looking forward. You can either either way, however you want to say it, but they ought to reflect on the prior or the past year that they've been in. You know, what worked? What didn't work? You know, ask themselves some simple questions. What business lines need to be expanded? What customers perhaps, you know, aren't profitable? Uh, we ought to take a look at and evaluating our business uh, role with them and our, our relationship with them. Really just what have we learned? Who do we need to promote in the business, in the firm, you know, wherever we are? who needs to be hired, perhaps who do we need to have some serious conversations with, you know, all these things that can cloud the next year that you've been thinking about. Maybe this is a time to kind of start processing and shedding off some of those things and get into a good, clear mindset about, you know, what your goals look like for the next year. That's, that's the most critical thing is we have to stay positive during all this, but do we have, do we have a plan? Do we have goals? Do we have a strategic plan? I'm, I'm a big believer in the 90 day plan today with the, the fast pace of everything changing, you know, are we waking up with a plan, you know, with a target to shoot at, right? I love that idea. And, and Mike, as you said, this is something really that law firm owners should be thinking about year round. You shouldn't just wake up ideally in January and say, oh my gosh, I need a strategic plan for the year and do it once a year. Ideally, like you said, this is something you should be doing every quarter on an ongoing basis. But if it's something you're not doing right now, a new year is a wonderful opportunity to start fresh with a clean slate and to build some of these amazing habits as a business owner that are going to make your life so much richer and more successful down the road. And Mike, you mentioned goals. There's lots of different perspectives on goals. Why do you think that goals are so important? I'm an old school guy, uh, LA. I'm, I'm not going to say my age here today, <laughs> but approaching 65, spent a lot of time with Zig Ziglar in the day. Uh, 
writing goals. And I know Brian says it, a lot of great mentors from the past and all the uh, new guys are, are saying it. And they're even, what's interesting is they're saying, write them down. There's a difference in writing them down and and just thinking that you have goals. And a lot of a lot of attorneys, a lot of leaders say, oh, I have goals. But then when you really drill into them, they don't have goals. So one of the ways if they can process this is, you know, they need to eliminate the excess. You know, they need to kill underperforming projects. What do they need to be doing more of right now to get their head clear before you can get to the goal process or the goal setting mentality, right? What do I need to stop doing right now immediately? You know, they all start, you know, just process these things. Am I doing things just because I love them, but are they productive? And which of these things, you know, obviously, again, do I need to quit doing? But if we can set some compelling goals, it's, um, and again, I love the yearly goals, but I like to, to break them down into the quarterly goals too. Yeah, what's the value in doing that, Mike? Well, I think, you know, if it's metrics based on economics and financial metrics and what have you, we don't know what the economy is, you know, happening in the second quarter or whatever. So we need to change them, move them up, move them down, make some adjustments if it's in the sales process, you know, or what have you. Why are we underperforming or are we performing or did we set the mark too high? Uh, you know, so we think about the people that we have performing and, and trying to achieve these metrics to, to grow our businesses. It's a must today for them to have clear written down goals and targets and concise. Yeah. So one of the questions I have around that, when we're talking to our clients about goal setting, especially attorneys, they're not really familiar with how to set a goal. And so I think having some kind of conversation around that would be really helpful. So I'll give you a couple of examples and let's, let's have a chat about this. So one example would be the lawyer who is just getting through the day, getting through the week. And so they'll say, yeah, I've got goals. I have a goal to, you know, to do, you know, a certain number of billable hours, whether it's, you know, 1200 or 1600 or 2000, whatever it is, I want to hit my billable goals because that's, that's the billable hour target that I've been doing. And I want to continue to do that. I want to do some business development because I've kind of been told that I needed to do that. And then, you know, personally, I'd like to lose some weight because my doctor says I need to do that. Great three statements there. Great questions. And all of them, I would tell you, and you may be familiar with it. There's several books out there. I'm trying to, how? You got to start with how are you going to do it? And then we also need to figure out, are these things that we're thinking goals, are they tasks? And then we need to, you know, we need to look at those tasks and we need to break those tasks down. And you can categorize them as many ways as you want. But if they're tasked to achieve the goal, it's going to make us money and it's going to hit that metric. Then those are high priority tasks. But if they're just things that we have to do to achieve that goal, they're not goals. So it's important. So I think the thing to ask with all those questions too, for all the attorneys out there is, well, how am I going to do that? How am I going to make this billable hours? Before you can get to the who, the what, the where, and the when, right? You got to break that how completely. You got to just tear it up, ask it as many times as you can to figure out, all right, now, who am I going to go do that with? How, you know, where am I going to do this? And when am I going to do this? Yeah, those are great questions to ask. Another, another kind of challenge that run into with clients is finding goals that are truly going to motivate them to action. So it's one thing to say, you know, because they get a lot of pressure. And if you're, you know, you and I are both improvisers and there's a lot, I mean, every December and January meeting is packed with goal setting. And so there's a lot of this pressure to create goals. And so people throw out goals like I need to lose weight and, you know, I need to build more hours or what have you. Tell me a little bit about how important it is for a goal to be emotionally motivating for the person and how the person is supposed to figure out if they've set a goal that's motivating for them or if they're just checking a box. Okay. Um, 
I'll give you, I guess, let's take the weight thing. Yeah. Let's just take You've the got a story thing. there. Let's take the weight thing. You know, yeah. uh, I woke up last year, January 1, I was 285, just kind of let things get away, frankly. And I asked myself, well, how am I going to do this? You got to know the why. We obviously have to know the why. And I said, well, I guess the question is, I got to go to the gym every day. I got to create time. And how important is this to me? So I, when I went deeper with it, I'm like, it's critical. If I want people to follow me as a leader, I need to look like one. I know that sounds, that's tough, you know, but that wasn't my, you know, I wasn't myself. I wasn't feeling right about myself. So I, once I eliminated the how, I figured out where I was going to do it, went and joined Lifetime Fitness. And I made a plan. I, I blocked my time and said, this is what I'm doing. And it was hard getting up at five every morning like I was 30 years old, 20 years old and working out again. So I think that's why I keep saying it's critical that, but we have to have a reason why we want that goal. Now, on the financial side, on the billable hours side, let's just say, in, in talking about lawyers, a lot of them, the partners, they have their meetings, they break away and they all got to do X. Junior partners got to do X because they've been mandated to do X, you know? So the first thing is, you know, well, how am I going to do this? And is the work being handed down to me? Do I need to get out and network? Do I need to get out and solicit clients based on the different mechanics of where they are in their firms and set up some very reasonable, we all know smart goals, kind of been out there for a long time, right? But that's where I go with a quarterly basis. Let's set the goal and make it realistic and break it down. Because when you look at the long-term goal, I've got to do X. Boy, that's a huge number. Well, let me look at that over four quarters, over 90 days. And if they like to break that down over 30, break it down over 30. And then you can readjust it. And that's more realistic to look at. And that's important. Yeah, it is. And it ensures the goals are, are relevant you know, to them because it's what they're dealing with right now. And they're doing it for the next 90 days. Thank you for sharing your story on weight loss, by the way. It's incredibly inspiring as someone that struggled with weight most of my life. It's great to hear that. You know, that shows you, it shows you if you're listening, what's involved. I mean, if you're setting a goal, they're setting a goal to check a box and then they're setting a goal because it's really important for you and your firm and your life. And it's those second, you know, the latter goals, the ones that are really important to you and your firm and your life that you want to be setting. And sometimes it might be one thing or two or three, but no more than that, because Hey, if this is a big driver for you and your firm, you want to make sure that you're pushing on the right thing and you can only do so many top priorities. So this has got to really be up there. Goals and metrics are incredibly powerful. And we talk a lot about outcome-based goals, which are things like revenue and build hours, you know, losing pounds and all of that. It's really interesting for me when I'm setting goals with clients, we have some outcome-driven goals, but very quickly we jump to what are the behaviors, and you mentioned this, Mike, about digging deeper, what are the behaviors that have to happen to achieve those outcome-driven goals? So if you want to you know, increase your firm's revenue, well, maybe you got to do something, raising fees, bringing on more clients, adjusting your marketing, and then those actually become the goals you focus on because those are within your control. The actions that you're taking, the firm actions that the firm is taking, that's completely within the firm's control. And if they're set right, Achieving those goals, those action-based goals, are going to lead to the right outcomes and will in turn result in the outcome-based goals. Mike, is that an approach that, that you use as well? Uh, I think touching on the basis, and I think what you're saying is uh, 100% correct, critical for firms too today and great leadership amongst uh, you know, the great law firms is are those goals, are they shared? Are they shared with, by the, via the partners all the way to the top? 
Does everybody know each other's goals? And clearly, they should be meeting about them and having those conversations, whether it's weekly, monthly, however they set those meetings up. But it's critical. But the the one the piece that I think perhaps maybe is, and tell me if you if you concur with it. Why do the most successful people have coaches in every aspect that we all know of, whether it's professional sports, golfing, all the way down to businesses, executives, C-suites, law firms? What is the reason? It's one word. It's accountability. And I think people struggle with achieving goals if they don't have great mentors, great leaders, communicating with them, collaborating with them, talking about those goals. I think it's critical that you have accountability. Now, that opens up a whole nother, as you know, avenue as to not getting into behaviors and what have you. But that's if the communication is great, positive, very clear, it's motivating. Then it becomes intoxicating. And I do agree that the top people in professions and in lives uh, have coaches. Sometimes it's accountability, in my experience. Sometimes it is because they know that, A, they want to be excellent at whatever it is that they're doing. B, they know that they can't be excellent on their own. They know that if they want to be the best, they're going to have to bring in other experts to help them get there. And C, it's that pushing, you know, uh, an expert pushing you to be better than you think you can be or getting you to look at something differently than you've ever looked at it before and then pairing that with accountability. It's truly a powerful, transformative combination when it's done well. (laughs) And I think that's the key part. So, Mike, tell us a little bit about the coaching that you provide. I've focused the majority of my practice now on leadership seems to be a huge void in all aspects of um, within the legal community, within the business community at the top and in the C-suite space. You know, hey, I've got a I've got a president. I've got a partner not talking to our clients real well. You know what's going on, what's happened, you know, with them and trying to help fix, you know, things like that. And a lot of leadership out here is just not we're operating still in the, of the old I don't want to say World War II mindset of my way or the highway, but you know, today with these uh, young professionals coming out of colleges, whether they're lawyers, uh, finance professionals, surgeons, neurosurgeons, and so forth, their expectations are very high, but they're a lot more transparent-minded, and they're looking for great leadership. I can't say that was the case for our generation. You know, it was not the gold watch, but it was motivated by money. Things were more motivated by money. That doesn't work anymore. It's the culture that's built within the organization, within the firm, that is creating more longevity, less turnover, and so forth. So I think that's, I don't know if that's where you wanted to go, but to me, that's, I'm spending a lot of time dealing with that. My executive assistants, I can't seem to keep one. Oh, well, okay. (laughs) I mean, I'm hearing this constantly all the way across the board, right? With over two dozen clients. So leadership means so many different things to so many different people. Who would be a great client, you know, for your program? Well, you know, I, I, I'm I'm spending some time in the legal space, and I'm spending a lot of time with the CEOs in the C-suite space of businesses uh, now, you know, five million and more. Uh, but I still have some small clients that are doing startup businesses. LA, I've never really dedicated just a pure vertical market, and and the reason is that at my age. If I'm sitting here talking with somebody and there's somebody at the table, right, and they're thinking they needed a coach and they wanted to talk about coaching, and I sit there and say, well, I'm in the manufacturing space or I'm in the legal space, I'm going to leave them out, and I don't want to leave them out. Got it. Well, that's great for me because then when I'm talking to people who aren't lawyers, I can refer them over to you. That's right. (laughs) That works out great. That's great. 
Got it. And what, um, again, leadership means different things to different people. What problems, like specific examples of problems, do you help your clients solve? Because that will be uh, an indicator that someone could be a good fit for your program. What I'm realizing, and I don't, you know, I use that word kumbaya a little bit, uh, perhaps. And, and what I'm finding out is all of a sudden they're all realizing that that's reality. They need to start being more involved all the way down to the bottom in their organizations instead of being 30,000 feet up. And that's a hard thing for, for executives and partners and owners to do and get more involved, which is, it, it's just, it's hard for them. You know, that's not what they think they need to be doing. But I spend a lot of time in the dynamics of helping, you know, companies and their culture and looking at their culture and dealing with team issues and growth issues. I spend a lot of time with goal setting and growth issues primarily, which is, there's reasons for the breakdown in those categories, right? And it's, Typically, all points, I hate to say it, true north to the leadership. Yeah, I'm pulling this all together. So if you're an attorney entrepreneur, and you're looking to grow your law firm. And let's say that you set a goal for the coming year that, yep, I want to grow my law firm by 25% because that was really important to you uh, and your team. Fantastic. Well, one of the ways that you can do that, so that's an outcome-based goal. One of the activity-based goals you might have is we want to evaluate our firm's culture and improve it to increase retention and increase engagement. If that's the case, Mike, you're the person to call. Um, if someone wants to reach you, what's the best way for them to do that? M. Edwards at m3advisorsgroup.com. And my website is uh, m3advisorsgroup.com. And if you need a phone number, 772-486-5355. I'll take a call if I can. I'll call you back before the end of the day. And that's one of my commitments. Love that. Mike, thank you so much for being on Lawyer Business Advantage today. It was great chatting with you. Awesome. Thank you, buddy. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, we would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember... You can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.